Patty Dane is a nickname you give yourself. Double Cheese is a nickname <laughs> other people give you. Yeah, that's... We're back for another episode of Moves at the Blue Line. It's a big week in the wild world of hockey, and we're here to break things down, talking all things, guys on ice doing stuff, all that uh, good nonsense. We are with, again with a full crew here. I'm Leo Stoddaher, one of your hosts here, joined by minor league veteran Joey Dwyer. You talked about guys on ice doing stuff. I feel like this show is going to be a lot of guys off ice doing stuff as well. Guys at corporate events in Nashville doing stuff. <laughs> oh, and our third member of the crew is our director of personnel and appliances, Mr. Dan Dreyfus. The fuck does that supposed to? You've be? got the mini no fridge next to you. I was just we got a mi- stuff big up on the fly. There. Big news! Big news! Insider trading. We got a mini fridge for the office. It's not plugged in yet, but it's right right behind Dane there. We're gonna throw some milk in there. Yeah, we will. Some two percent. Two percent. I'm more of a, a skim guy. Yeah, I, I bet you are. <laughs> yeah. Looking at you, I can tell those bones are brittle. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> There we go. So yeah. hockey. What kind of week has it been for the NHL? We'll start with what we know best with the Chicago Blackhawks. Um Corey Perry. Uh let's get rolling with that. Uh Corey Perry era, as quickly as it started, is now over. You made Corey. your yeah you, yeah you we, made we your bed. You, you got to lie yeah. in it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, this whole thing, there's a few different ways to look at it. Is how the Blackhawks handled the situation, and then how the internet handled the situation, and now the ramifications of everything. I think to an extent, the Blackhawks, for the most part did everything they could have done right from when they found out about said incident to the amount of time it took to investigate to proper. They right when they found out, they took him out of the lineup. He was not playing. He was not with the team. They investigated. They came to a conclusion and now he's no longer with the team. You can't say they swept anything under the rug or covered anything up. They dealt with it. But in the process then, because they were being so tight lipped about it, that led to speculation and things certainly got out of control with that and then they kind of had to put out that fire at the same time. I think talking about before we get into all of the outlandish parts of this story, I think talking about the way that the Blackhawks handled it, um, Kyle Davidson came in to power in the Blackhawks organization at a time where it was v- extremely turbulent, right? Yeah. A couple years ago, we're all familiar with the fallout of the Kyle Beach situation. The Blackhawks do not have the wiggle room in they this, don't have the benefit of the doubt. They cannot mess anything up. And so even if this turned out to be a nothing thing, pulling him off of the ice, conducting your own investi- investigation right away is the correct thing to do. And I will say one of the other things I think they probably should or what should have also happened was Kyle Davidson shouldn't have been the only one face in the media on Tuesday. I think uh, Danny Wirtz or Jamie Faulkner should have been up there with him, standing by your man, being able to ask and answer questions too that maybe would be above the general manager of your club. I think that's where... Because the, the, the Danny, the owner, everything has been saying they're going to be more transparent that they're going to answer the tough questions, but then in something like this, he's nowhere to be found. I think that's where I would have liked to see him up there. And I think uh, answering too. I would also add that maybe Luke Richardson should have been up there. Yeah. Not well, Hear me out, because... This Kyle Davidson wore this. Obviously, yeah. in the press conference, he was very emotional. 
this was he was blindsided by this yeah. this act of character by Corey Perry. Huge advocate for him was Luke Richardson yeah. who coached Corey Perry in Montreal. So, I think well, Luke still faced the press yesterday as well. I think because it was a game day, so they knew he was going to have to face the media probably. So they probably wanted to wait to have him face the media until the post game. And I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's a player personnel issue. Yeah. Right. So that falls on Kyle Davidson, the general manager, quote unquote, the director of player personnel. Yeah. Like he is the guy who is ultimately responsible for the comings and goings of yeah. the players on this roster. So it made sense that he was the guy speaking about it. But Dane's right. Like it was an emotional yeah, period. And that's for why him. I think he should have had backup and preferably people in Wurtz and Faulkner that I've assumed have degrees and schooling on crisis management and you know knowing how to run a business have been prepped for a situation like this i'd hope i mean i don't know about davidson's exact background but uh yeah i just think having him up there solo was maybe leaving him well, out to dry a and bit. he had to take the lumps of what the previous regime deserved yeah and he was he got a lot of i almost media anger yeah taken out on him and kyle took it like a man and he 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 owned it yeah and there and to an extent there's not much he can say and you know think about your workplace where if there is an issue with hr it gets resolved and you're really not allowed to talk about it it's it's kind of a weird environment in the office and that's probably what's going on now where there's only so much he legally can say to the media i think he probably said as much as he could especially if Corey perry didn't do anything illegal is the thing as well like if it if it was a workplace incident a player personnel issue and because the, the other thing, too, if he does say exactly what happened, you're drawing attention. You're making other people who might not know what's going on able to connect the dots. You're kind of the person who filed the claim. You're getting rid of their anonymity and making that like you're uh, throwing the victim out in the open, too. Yeah. Davidson, it was a master class how he was able to handle it so concisely with the media, because I feel like there are a lot of people in national hockey media after the last few years who are kind of ready to do their laps on the Hawks. Oh, for sure. And, and to be fair, very deservedly de- so. very much deservedly so. Like, this p- prior sins of the organization will haunt Kyle Davidson for however many years he remains the GM of the Blackhawks. However, in this instance, he did a very good job yeah. of kind of negating that and t- taking care of whatever happened very swiftly and in accordance with the rules that they have set up for themselves and the rules that the league has set up. My other thought with this, though, this kind of goes with the the internet speculation, which I'm sure we're going to get into in a after we get through the serious stuff, but the timing of releasing Corey Perry and then about six hours then until the press conference, I think that kind of fueled made everybody think, oh, the, the speculation about Perry and Bedard's mom, all that's true, and people kind of ran wild with it. I, I don't, And again, I don't know how it exactly works, but if they could have announced they released him, that they terminated his contract at that press conference, maybe that would have put out part of that fire. But by the fact that then people had six hours to kind of run with a, a fake story, uh, I think didn't really help him either. And as the guy who does our socials, Dane, do you want to – Take us through the rundown of what was circulating the internet from the time that... What did you believe was true, briefly? <laughs> so, the first... A the, weird 
screenshot from a WhatsApp chat where nobody actually confirmed yeah, anything. From, and you sent that to us. Like I had and not. This is gold. I had not seen it anywhere. And Dane sends this to the moves at the blue Acting line as chat. If it was and he's scripture. Like, and, okay, go, 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 no, go ahead, oh, go yeah, ahead. Let Wait, me, okay, let, I feel like I'm on trial yeah, here. No, no, me, me and Leo are going in the box, Dane. I said prepare like so before this I feel like I'm like guys we have to prepare for the worst with Corey Perry really and this was like two days before uh, this whole thing with Connor Bedard's mom quote unquote happened and then a screenshot got leaked of a guy that knew a guy at TSN like a very low level employee and obviously the guy was joking and said I'm Corey Perry uh hooked up with Connor Bedard's mom like that is such a low IQ joke to make and obviously was in jest that this dude's like if I post this and say it's from someone from TSN it's gonna have some validity in social media because people will just take what they see on the internet and run with it and you guys are treating it like I treated it as scripture I just thought it was a funny screenshot so so I can't always t- tell with time, you know, well, there's no obviously there's no tonality when you're texting but a timeline for the moves at the blue line boys Dane sends us this screenshot and it, it was we should start with Dane telling us to prepare for the worst and then, both of us yeah, and, making fun of him for and, that and then Dane sends a, and then Dane sends a text with the worst and that screenshot <laughs> so I thought you were being serious with that yeah no and, but then the tires came off on Twitter. And that's where, not not to say the situation was funny, but it was a little funny, just how easy it is to spread misinformation and how media illiterate everybody is, how this just, people were spreading this with no nonsense. And then after about like an hour, the jokes just got old and stale and repeated. It it just lost, like when you're making the same, like the same copy and paste the jokes that people were making a day prior just to get 13 likes, like, Wow. And then it turned into people, people just trying to get their dunks in on the Blackhawks too, like by trying to connect this to Kyle Beach. Or how many times did you see the, the crappy joke like, wow, how bad did Corey Perry have to screw up to get kicked off the Blackhawks of all teams? All right, you got two retweets and five likes. You you really had to keep yeah. stealing somebody else's joke over and over again. Like the, the Corey Perry news cycle, it was funny for a little bit, then it just got old and, well, and also- repeated and I think there was another agenda here too, and I think it was. Yeah, for I think people, it's people mad at the Hawks, and not only mad at the Hawks, but they're like, okay, the they want to use it to get Bedard traded, not get him <laughs> traded. I think they want to make Bedard uncomfortable as possible, and kind of like they feel like the Blackhawks don't deserve him, and they they're using this media, for lack of a better term, shitstorm yeah. to be like. Bedard shouldn't want to be a part of this. Like he's which and yeah, the and worst. Who the, knows how much of it he's been exposed to? Because he's not. Is he? I'm even sure on he knows. Social? I know he knows, but like he doesn't do social media, does he? And if but he it, does, he doesn't run his account. And, and like this is like shit that like it's so. If Connor Bedard was on any other team in the NHL and this happened, and Corey Perry was on the team and the same, oh, the sure. same, the same jokes would have been made. I will yeah. say that, like, no matter who it was, I'm just talking about like the losers that are trying to connect this to Kyle Beach, and like, I'm more annoyed with people on the internet who use only use Kyle Beach to make jokes at the expense. Like, you don't actually care what happened. You don't care that this is a man that went through a traumatic experience that everybody's trying to get better because of it. Like the people that only use it to get some cheap likes and retweets, that's like the annoying part for me. Well, yeah. And, and there was a lot of that going around the past And I'm sure the, the people that are, are talking... Like you're, you're no better than like 
whatever. And you know, eventually at some point, Quinville's jokes. probably going to be reinstated. Yeah. And w- whatever fan base gets them, they're going to be real the quiet. They're Every be well, real okay. quiet. Let's kind of get into it. Everybody acts like they're greater than thou, holier than thou. Red Wings just signed Patrick Kane. Like, you want to act like, oh, my team would never do this. Well, you just sign a player from that team. The Red Wings just signed James Reimer. So, like, every organization would sign a player, you know, with that stuff in there. Not... Evander Kane's been on, like, three teams. Right, like, no hockey team. Every hockey team. Hockey has a culture problem. Let's be upfront about that. Your favorite team would do the exact same stuff as some of these other teams or some of these bad situations. Like, no team is good character in the NHL. I think we can be upfront with that. And obviously, Kyle Davidson's hand was almost forced just by the sins of the previous regime. But I would say that probably not every team in the NHL would have released Corey Perry. I yeah, Kyle yeah. Davidson had to set a precedent that this was unacceptable behavior. No, other teams might have just let him play out the year and then yeah, right. Like, like we we've it we, might have came out like after he retired or something. Yeah. We, we've seen a lot of things. Like the this is not a standard for the NHL at large. Like you see the, the Kings when all of the allegations came out about Slava Voinov. Yeah. Like he was still on that team for yeah, a good he was playing six games, months. Yeah. So it's this isn't or a, even the what, Simeon Varlamov like he's still playing. Yeah, and what about uh, Jake Vertanen and Valerie Nachushkin? And yeah, the list goes well, on and, and on. And that's that's yeah. what I'm saying. Is your this favorite is, team would do the same thing? This is not a, a cutting him is not a precedent around the league. This is something that the Blackhawks, like Dane said, it was the hand was forced because of the sins of yeah. days prior, and that's not a bad standard. Like. It shouldn't just be the Blackhawks learning from that mistake. Yeah, every team in the league should be changed because of the Kyle Beach. And it's just not the case. No, I mean, yeah, it's a rotten culture. And then, you you know, because because people don't think that applies to themselves, these internet weirdos feel like they can take laps. Because they're better than that, yeah. Well, I I mean, and I I know we just keep bringing the the Hurricanes traded for known racist Tony D'Angelo twice. The Bruins signed Mitch Miller after he was a confirmed racist. Sorry, I'm getting heated. Milan Lucic is still under contract with the Bruins. Like, oh my, see, and there are very few franchises that actually deserve to be applauded and, and very few executives. One executive that comes to mind is I believe it was Brendan Shanahan when he was with the Red Wings, not when he was with the Leafs, but I think it was around the time that like Derek Bugard had just passed away and Wade Belak, and this is when the concussion stuff was coming to light, and he was a big advocate for guys. We got to get ahead of this. Yeah, like we we have to start protecting our players. Where other guys were like, this is was this before or after he'd been with the uh, Department of Player Safety too? I think this is before. Like okay. this is pretty yeah. early. So like I, th- I believe Derek Bugard passed away. Yeah, it was like, like I think this is what got him the job. At okay, player yeah, safety. was and I I never would have thought that I would say that player safety has been so worse off without Brandon Shanahan. Not that he did a bad job, but Shanahan obviously had a, a spotty career as a a player in the NHL doing some stuff, but George Peros isn't much better. But I mean, no. even, even with the Shanahan thing in Detroit, when you're an executive in this league, your number one priority, and that's it's because it's a business, your number one priority is to be profitable and to ice a good team or to you're you're selling your fans either success or hope. Yeah. And a lot of the time you don't want to jeopardize that by punishing guys who certainly deserve it. Yeah, and let's be honest too. I mean, there was a 
gutsy move by Davidson to release him because Corey Perry's a made man. This is a guy who's third, been around the league. Third like, on the team in points. Former MVP, Stanley Cup yeah. champion. Still might be the worst MVP of all time, but <laughs> I still think it's Taylor Hall. But that's yeah, <laughs> yeah, we might be trending in that direction. But yeah, no. So like to cut a made man like that, that's that's gutsy too because you're gonna have to answer from that. And he might there might be a lawsuit against the Blackhawks by Corey Perry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, no. I, so I, I was reading today that the, under Dane's the, deep in the replies of some tweet. Oh <laughs> uh, no, this was it was it was a legitimate source. It was like Sportsnet or something. Okay. It was it was an article that said. Was that, it, well, did you see how Sportsnet? Sorry to cut you off real quick. How no. they were just stealing the live stream from NBC Sports Chicago for the mm-hmm. Davidson press conference. They actually and used, then the uh, NBC Sports cut them off from it. <laughs> I think. Elliot Friedman actually tweeted out the same Corey Perry picture I had tweeted out from when we posted a Corey Perry picture that you that, de- that I deleted prematurely. Which, yeah, I mean we were, I just hey, we good, didn't know he was a bad good good guy, guy Dane. Good time. guy Dane over here. Well, out of we it. probably would have left it up if this if I didn't have a the band Camino song. I think I'd like you playing Can't in the you background. Just take the song out of it. Yeah, but anyway, okay, okay back yeah. to your original point. I probably shouldn't be on socials. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Um, I, there's something really refreshing about Kyle Davidson and Kyle and Kyle Dubas that a lot of other executives and GMs don't have in common. And it's something besides sharing the name Kyle, but they both come from outside of the game of hockey in the sense of that they didn't play professionally. Uh, they There's a very human element to when you watch them in press conferences, when you watch them watching games. One, that, uh, one event that comes to mind was when John Tavares... Um, cat. Oh my God! Circling back to Corey Perry when he got kneed in the head by Corey Perry, and they cut to Dubis in the box, and he's freaking out. Like he doesn't care about. You could tell by the way he was, he was physically emoting that it wasn't. Oh my God! I just lost my captain and top five player from the playoffs. He's like, this man's life might have changed. Like it was very human, and you see that with Kyle Davidson and the way they wear their emotions is almost frowned upon by other executives and kind of unseen. And I, I, that's what I love about having Kyle day. I like, I hope he's our GM for a long time. I love the way he handled this. And I just think that there needs to be a kind of culture shock throughout the NHL. And there's a lot of GMs and it's an old boys club who just operate the same way over and over again. And they're just so old. They don't care. Cause they're like, ah, they'll get another job. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the the young guys, and I, I don't even know if it extends to guys who didn't play. I feel like it's just guys of a younger different generation. Uh, and it, it's it's the different generation. They have a different approach, and they probably receive different media training. Yeah. Like, so these guys have a completely different outlook on how to run did their Davidson team. Did Davidson also go to college? Which, uh, you know, some former wow. players that become GMs, you think Dale Talon, like, went to school or some of these like some guys that just rose through the ranks of the front office he like, knows puck though <laughs> they were they go they play a, and that's a career about professional it. hockey they retire then they immediately go into the front office some of these former players from a different generation that became management types probably never went to school probably didn't get like marketing training or public relations or stuff like that like yeah this like all they know is hockey all they know is you know what happens on the ice and in the locker room they don't know how to deal with reporters and questions they don't know how to balance the salary cap and yeah so like davidson probably i'd assume is a man of higher education i i don't know that off the top of my head he he just seems like a a really well put together and he's like 
the, the new wave too for GMs is they, they've been relatively young. And I think the most important thing about Davidson, especially in this instance, talking about the Corey Perry situation is you could feel that he was being genuine. Like you said, he was getting emotional. He was getting choked up. Like he had a real connection to what was happening and it truly affected him, which I think was yeah. a breath of fresh air. I think it offended him. Yeah. Yeah. He like he f- getting the sense that this guy cares enough to have real emotion about the team, and, and there was a sense of betrayal too in his voice, where it was like, the, yeah, like this was a guy he went out to bring a veteran presence to the team, and he, he didn't support that to an extent. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, no, his offseason move to yeah for this team didn't work, and he was yeah upset, hurt maybe that that yeah happened. I don't <laughs> um, even know if Corey Perry has ever had a letter. Prior to this season, I'm sure he did with the Ducks. Uh, did he? Well, I don't know. Um, because Getzlaff had the C. He was there for like ten plus years. I'm sure he had an A at some point. I don't know, man. All right, Wouldn't you say the same thing about Kane and he didn't get one until like his last couple seasons? Yeah, but that team was low. You had Keith. You had Corey Seabrook, Perry did wear an A in yeah. Anaheim. There was a lot of good players that played in Anaheim too. Hosa, yeah. Like had, Corey Perry was there, like when they, he was young when they won. He was the obviously cups, a foundation. So yeah, he was piece. there longer than some of those other good players. There, there's, there's certain players that just you, they don't reek of leadership. I think Kane is one of those guys. No offense to Patrick. No, Kane. yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, uh, and yeah, no, I, I mean, I have my thoughts on Patrick. Brad Kane, Marchand, yeah. I think, is a guy that doesn't reek of leadership. Yeah, he and, reeks of something else. But yeah, he was kind of just given the you've been here the lifetime longest. achievement. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think that's yeah. That, that. But I mean, I think we've kind of covered like to an extent. We we know so now we know too that it happened at a corporate event where team employees were there as well as corporate sponsors in Nashville. It was a team event, so it wasn't even necessarily anything that happened might have happened in the locker room or anything like the fact that it didn't involve a player. But uh, that we're probably not going to know the full story for a long time either because there's only so much you can disclose. But. Uh, yeah, like that's the serious side of it. There, there. I mean, let's be honest. It was Corey. Pe- like, how can we not be surprised that Corey Perry did something to get kicked off this team? Just say one of the tweets you want to say. I, just all the whole Corey Perry's just a character, and we we grew to love it with him on this team. Just like we've hated him for so long, but then we loved him within the few weeks we had with him on the team. Like, of course, this this goof did something to screw it all up. Like, it's just on brand for who he is, and uh, I'm assuming he probably is probably not going to play in the NHL again. Why would he? The, I, like, it, his the guy's, the guy's what, 38? Yeah. Like, like it's, yeah, there's a, not a whole lot left you, for him in the game anyway. Yeah. yeah. You won a cup. You, you know what? He lost like four cups in a row though. Three. Get, get worked right? kid. Like take a lap. Like congrats. You won, you won one as a rookie that you weren't even a huge part of the team. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just want to dunk on Corey Perry right now. I, nah. I'm back to hating him again. <laughs> like he I tried. Mean, I liked Corey Perry the player when he was on the Hawks. Everything else did yeah. I met? <sighs> did Corey Perry the legend of Corey Perry? I will continue to laugh at. The, the what was it? Was it last episode that I said the enemies to lovers trope? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was literally the last lap. <laughs> enemies to lovers, yeah. back to enemies. Yeah. Where have I heard that one before? 
Oh my god. Right, do we want to talk about some actual on ice? Yeah, we're kind of trending in that direction. Do we want to go we want to talk about Patrick Kane with the Red Wings? We might as well like just then be- go to or do we want to go to on ice stuff? Let's, let's go Kane let's first. Let's do production meeting on air right now. Can we do <laughs> Kane first because we want to do Kane first, yeah. I think we get the other obs- uh, hey, things of hey, car- hey, well, players if, with questionable hey, character. Hey, if Dane wants to do Kane first, then we're doing Kane first. All right, yeah, I just want to get the upsetting stuff out of the way. Yeah. Well, looking at him in that uniform I makes me care. physically I, nauseous. That rivalry's been dead yeah, for I, decade i I, the the hawks fans on online this is a big us talking about dudes online as if we're not also hawks fans on twitter yeah we're we're chronically online but like the dudes online like or the dudes in the studio like dane who are like oh this is disgusting he's worse than chelios he's a sellout dude like who cares i i've been dead and like patrick kane he must be cooked too he he wasn't a relevant player for the blackhawks or i guess I'll rephrase. I'll rephrase. (laughs) He wasn't a player for a relevant Blackhawks team for a while. So, like... When was the last... I mean, before he played for the Rangers, when was the last time he played a game that mattered? Yeah, like, the love is kind of lost there, at least for me. Like, I don't... His best hockey's behind him. Yeah, like, I'll always associate him with the, the cups and whatever. But, like, dude, it's almost 2024. 2015... Was almost nine years ago. There's just three teams that I didn't want to see him in a jersey I don't for. Care about Boston, St. Louis, Detroit. That's it. That's all. So the- I, I was rooting for the chaos factor. I actually wanted this to have just because it would be so funny. Like I don't know. Like same thing with the Hawks signing Corey Perry in the first place. Like it's just chaotic. It's you don't want you never like. 10-year-old me would have hated it, but, like, 24-year-old me, who cares? Like This is uh, just your coping mechanism for being a Bears fan. No, I, I mean, sports that. are, like, sports just have continued to disappoint, so, like, why not? Just the hell it'd be funny. Like, if Taves uh, in next year signs with the Avalanche or something, that would be funny. Like That'd or, be cool. Yeah, but, like, whatever. I, I don't care about Kane with the Leafs. It's just, and only a few players have had the surgery he's had, and... They've all struggled to come back, so there's still an Nicholas element like Backstrom. Yeah, he's probably never going to play again because of that surgery. Ed Jovanovski played for a little bit after it, didn't quite come back. That's a scary sounding surgery. Yeah, hip, um, but hip resurfacing. But my thing with the Red Wings is like they play in a different conference. They play twice a year. Do they just take a sandblaster. I don't to your know, hip? man. <laughs> but uh, and to an extent, I I think it's kind of cool. Like I've always. In when they were in the division, I didn't like the Red Wings, but I respected them because when the Hawks were on the come up, that's who you wanted to be. Like you wanted to have that sustained success they had, and like I was like, I liked to watch them. I like guys like Dotsuk, Nicholas Lidstrom's one of my favorite players ever. Zetterberg, like you kind of respect. Yeah, they had their scumbags too, but like their top guys, there was that element of respect, especially in like 2013. I felt like the Hawks in their prime going up against the Red Wings, kind of on their last leg. It was like a passing of the torch thing. So now Kane playing for them. I don't. I don't know. I don't have that resentment I would have for it. And I always kind of like the Red Wings uniforms too. Oh, they're so good. Uh, so yeah, I don't. I don't that, care. Well, that's part of the worst part too is that he like. I actually don't think he looks good in it, but it's like, God, that uniform is so and sick. It, talking about like how it's actually going to work for the Red Wings, I think I if know. if he's, it's like fifty fifty. Yeah, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, if he is. 80% of the player that he was, he's going to make a real difference playing with DeBrinket again. Like those guys already have built in chemistry. Yeah. But, but I mean, you saw him against New know. Jersey in the playoffs. Like he just kind of looked a little bit and behind the play. He, was, he like, was playing hurt. Yeah, to right. Be fair. And that's, yeah. So, 
playing in a fast-paced league, it, it might be tough coming off this surgery. I, it's I'm intrigued to see what happens with him. We we very well could be watching the last season of Patrick Kane in the NHL. Yeah, because if it doesn't work here, like where else yeah. is it going to work? And I think that I, I wonder if that was part of the thing with the negotiations, why things maybe took not took until now, but like if there wasn't as much of a market for him amongst contenders. Like I wonder how how many teams were in on him and uh, why. Like I wonder what his exact reasoning was for Detroit. And the uh, the the thing that bo- that is concerning if you are a Detroit fan uh, is the fact that one of his big things is he's like I don't want to go to Florida and I don't want to go to the Western Conference because he doesn't want to sit on a plane for that long. You know, and he wants his old man to be able to be at all the games and uh, that's, stuff. And... That's true, but like if you're you know, if you're putting your body on the line night in and night out, four hours on the plane shouldn't <laughs> yeah, right shouldn't mess you up that bad. Yeah, so I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting with Patrick Kane. Uh, and Florida by far has a better roster to yeah. win a cup. And I wonder if that's part of the thing too. Is like where can he like he doesn't want to play in no fourth line either. Like I think he's probably looking at where oh. can he play in the top six. Where can he play in the first power play unit? Well, and, and this begs the question. It's like who do you think adds more to a lineup right now? Patrick Kane or Phil Kessel? <laughs> like, I honestly feel like they're the same kind of guy where it's like, if he's not playing in your top six, you don't play him. Bring Phil Kessel home. Bring him to Chicago. <laughs> we, That's another one I want for the novelty jersey. Okay, like, that, if he yeah. played for that team, like, yeah. I've been, yeah, I think, um, what is it, Mario? Mario Terabasi Ter- yeah. has been on it for like two years now trying to get Phil with the Hawks. It finally makes sense to hey, actually yeah. bring I, him And in I now. will say, Chicago, best, Great do- hot dogs. best dogs in the country. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you get him stopping at Maxwell Street before a game. Oh my God, he, it's over. Phil Kessel, you're gonna see him on every at every Joey's Red Hots. Yeah, he's gonna be. I don't think he could handle playing in Chicago. Yeah, that's actually, I love Phil. I love Phil Kessel, but oh, yeah. uh, we're not shaming anyone for their diet. I mean, if yeah, I I mean, I eat fast food all the time, so I can't rip on Phil. I for had that, but, fast food two yeah. out of three meals today. Dane, Dane got a little Mr. Snub today. You go Mr. Snub. I want to call it Mr. Scrub, but I'm in your hometown, so I'm a- I I call it I call it Mr. Snub because Leo my calls bit. it. Yeah. yeah, well, because I originally started with Snubway back in college, um, and I called it Scrubway. Yeah. Well, I guess Joey took my bit. I did. Thanks, I, I'm bro. a bit ripper. Yeah. Well, I did get a, a snub. No, I was trying to do club sub, but saying club like club snub. Club club dub club, <laughs> club dub. Only field goals, baby. Yeah, there's a. Or I was gonna go swag surfing with that, but uh, yeah. there's a certain sorry to swagger jack you certain member, uh, a family member of a Bears player who I did not like me using that as his walk up song when he played for the <laughs> Oilmen. <laughs> but uh, shout yeah. out Saint Viator legend Casey yeah. at the bat is actually a pretty good poem from my childhood. <laughs> yeah. Okay, also one more Patty Kane Detroit. Oh, are are we done with Patty Kane? Almost. I okay. uh, do we know what he's not playing? They're saying no, it's no, going to no, take no, him like no. a week to get to learn the playbook and uh, he was interviewed get to tonight, speed. I, I, I didn't see it, but uh, I'm selfishly, I am going to the Hawks Red Wings game on Thursday in Detroit, so I wanted him to play in that game, but uh, I'm sure they're going to show him on the Jumbotron or something. Like I'm sure he'll be in the building and they'll kind of make a big show out of it. So They'll, I'm they'll have him up in the that. box. Yeah, yeah. And but, yeah he, he'll, I doubt we'll see Patrick Kane. But how perfect would it have been if his first game was against the Hawks? Well, a couple final thoughts, too. All right. I would like him to, uh, for the, I want him to play with, for three more years, three more teams. I want him to collect the original six. All the original six. I don't want him to play for the Leafs or the Canadians and deal with that nonsense. You see, and you lost me there because if there's a team I'd 
just the Bruins. I wouldn't want to see him the, as a Bruin, but yeah, I don't know. Again, that's the chaos factor. See him just dealing with like the meatball Bruins fans. I, I don't, whatever. Yeah. I think he'd actually fit in well with those. Signals, yeah. It's like but, you uh, could punch a cab driver. Yeah, and that's no. just a Tuesday in Boston. Yeah, No, he'd fit in with like the <laughs> Sam Adams, uh, your cousin from Boston guy, like all that nonsense. Uh, but and the, Cana- a, the yeah. Canadians media would like throw tire irons. He would at understand him and, what yeah. they're saying. Well, yeah, but the fan, like they, La habitant. they are, they're booing you at morning skate in that, mess of a city so yeah i don't want to see him play I'm there patrick effing kane man yeah. give it a break um and then last thought too uh should we rip it to the blackhawks red wings game i know it's chelios's jersey retirement that game right february 25th yeah if, if you want to sponsor moves yeah. at the blue line and send us to for content purposes maybe we, i should ask chris chelios from the sabers you ask both chris chelios i chelios is did you just make che- yeah, it would be Chelly. Chellies? Chellies. 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 All right. Yeah. So that was Patrick, was Patrick Kane to Toronto. There we go. That was Patty Kane. Patty Kane to Detroit. I did my one of my nicknames in high school was Patty Dane, by the way. No, it wasn't. Was it a self inflicted nickname? No, it was Absolutely. one it was, it was one dude. No. That had never watched a Pat- lick of hockey. Dude, can you call me this please, man? <laughs> Trust me. You call me at first and then it'll get rolling. <laughs> I wish I remember that guy's name. He was super nice oh, to me. Then he doesn't exist. <laughs> Oh, I know his name. I know his name. It's Dane Dreyfus. <laughs> okay, one more off-ice thing that we didn't talk about pre-show. Wait, wait. Hawks? Wait, 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 wait. All right, chill, chill, chill. This is what happens when we don't do prep and just sit here shooting the shit before the show. <laughs> I guess it's too late for the audience to react, but what's your guys' etiquette on jersey attire to out-of-town stadiums? If I'm going to Hawks Rub Wings, do I fly the Hawks flag? Do I wear just a... Uh, not a. Uh, I was thinking maybe wearing maybe my 1980 USA jersey, or I was gonna maybe just lean into the Notre Dame Michigan thing, wear a Notre Dame hockey jersey. Where do I go? Just wear a I, Hawks jersey. I always go like if I'm going, you know, like going to Detroit or I've been to a game down in St. Louis. I'm always wearing Hawks. Okay, you gotta let the people know. Do I wear a Hawks Hosa jersey? That's what I was thinking too. That'd be sweet. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd go Hawks Hosa. I think that's a good call. Uh, not Tavo Teravainen. No. Um, I know you've been struggling with well, that recently. I'm not struggling. I'm happy for him. Yeah, yeah that's that's what your sad and, Ben and, Affleck and, tweets. Dude, and Tavo's coming. Ta- dude, <laughs> Tavo's a free agent. He's coming home next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah him and, and Willie. Yeah. Um, I actually went to a Red Wings game with the Joe when I was a kid, and along with that aforementioned Dustin Brown jersey I had. Disgusting. I that's also so that weird. same Chris, <laughs> that same Christmas I got a Shea Weber jersey. That's even Wait, weirder. Habs or the Habs, right? No, Predators. What year was this? Uh twenty thirteen. Okay. I was short, fat, and had a buzz cut. All right. Oh. I got a great picture of me and Dave at that game. <laughs> I was rocking the Shea Weber jersey, some sweatpants, and Nike slides in the middle of winter. Hell oh, yeah. <laughs> That's like such like a 2012, 2013 fit. <laughs> like the slides uh, with sweats. That's terrifying. It was a, it's, that's a horrible well, you haven't even seen it. Did, did you guys, and Leo went to an all boys school, so it might have been different for you. But when I was in middle school, I had one winter, I did not wear a single pair of pants. Like shorts. What, I was shorts I time? was athletic shorts every single day to school. In in defense of both of us, because we obviously both did that. <laughs> those schools were very hot. Like when you still like you're outside, it's a little chilly. You step in, sauna. Oh yeah, and so like hot. my my junior high was. Yeah, no, I went to schools with dress coats my whole life, yeah. so I don't know. That. My my junior high was 
super old had radiators in every room so it's like 80 degrees when the heat's on like you gotta i i but i had also no fashion sense i used to rock like i friends of mine have since told me that i looked like a crayon because I was wearing, you know, a, I had my Patrick Sharp jersey with this sweet pair of red athletic shorts. That was oh, once a God, week. Yeah. That was once a week I was wearing that. I wish I had this video, but I was doing like the LeBron James Royal Flush celebration in my sophomore high of high school uh, English class. I was wearing, I believe, a Jeremy Morin t-shirt. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> with black adidas basketball shorts that had a neon green stripe down the side the shoes i was rocking sperry boat shoes they were with blue. nike elites no socks oh buddy <laughs> buddy you're in high school when this happened <laughs> and when i was in high school i was at least i was i you know my style really hasn't changed since i was a freshman in high school jeans and some sort of t-shirt or Brother, sweatshirt. i didn't bring jeans back into the equation until my sophomore year of college jesus <laughs> yeah like we didn't or like I didn't start wearing jeans to like senior year of high school. That was like well, because you had to wear like what slacks. Well, I'm talking about even when we went out. Like it would always be like early high school. I felt like it was always sweatpants and then like a college sweatshirt. Like it didn't really matter what school, but just you were cool if wearing a college sweatshirt. Like, uh, like I was always so like, based. Whatever. <laughs> like, um, but then yeah, like senior year, then I was like, all right, I'm going to college, and you're like, I need to figure out how to dress, and like, yeah, that's where it goes to. Dude, jeans. I sold out though. Like, uh, mad respect to high school Dane. He was comfy and he wore what he liked. I, no, t- or like there was. A, I mean, Dane probably knows what I'm talking about too. You were cool at a function if you just wore your hockey jacket, like just wear hockey gear, and like yeah. I will say you still got too. some of that because you pull out some of the ugliest things I've ever seen. <laughs> like what's uh, Dane has a sweatshirt, dude. It's, it's a good band. It's like it's a band that no one has ever heard of. It opened for some other band that no one's ever that heard no of. one's ever heard of. And Dane saw this hoodie. It's like a two XL tie dyed blue, so it's like a dark blue and mostly light blue. It's the ugliest hoodie I've ever seen in my life. And Dane will wear it with like navy blue sweats. And he used to, when we worked together at the radio in college, he would come into work looking like that for his sales job. Damn. He was doing the, you were talking to clients on the phone, I hope, right? Dane's out prospecting. Yeah, I, was, I was doing work for sure. <laughs> all right. All right. I was trying to do some help for you there. Dane, who's the band that's on that sweatshirt? Floor. F L O R, Flora yeah. Delacour. That's a Harry Potter reference. That is, yeah. Floor, floor gets our stick taps this week. They've got a couple bangers. Stick taps to floor. I'll, hey, they got a couple bangers. No know, one's ever heard listen, of them, but I'm listen, sure they do. listen to the end. I'll play us out with some floor tonight. <laughs> Seriously? Right. Yeah, I'll play us out with a little floor before um, we get to the lethal weapon too. Huge. Yeah, that's huge for the brand. Like, can I pick the song? <laughs> no. Maybe if you're still awake when I'm done editing the podcast. Actually, if you, if you ooh, behave nicely that's... for the rest of the show, <laughs> that's not good for the listeners. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, okay. Hawks, I... can we get to one more off ice thing? One more off ice. All right, thing. All right. Thank you. Hawks acquire Anthony Bovillier for a fifth round pick. Bovo cop. Yeah, I feel like they kind of had to do this just to get like representative NHL players back on the roster because you lose Corey Perry, you lose Taylor Hall, like. Without that, you're kind of icing an AHL roster. Like, you had to get somebody. Are you saying that about the Gutman? Did I mention? I like Gutman. But, yeah, like, you had to get some another NHLer in there. Like, I mean, you still got Ryan Donato, but, like, that's not a real top Oof, six. You no. got Felino. He's probably going to be gone by the deadline. Like, 
yeah, you had to get somebody else in here just to fill, help fill out this roster, and I, I like it. Like and he, he is what he is at this hurt, point. Right? I think. Yeah, he's he's he might be hurt kind of long term from what uh, they're saying. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Bavillier's got like three forty-point seasons under his belt. One twenty-goal season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a same decent. celebrity crush as me. All right, who, who is? Um, Anna Kendrick. There God, we go. That's All so right. awful, Dane. Didn't uh, Taylor Hall also uh, try sliding into her DM or like that was Anthony Bavillier? Going, I, ta- I think we, Hall did we... all, or. Something with her and Taylor Hall, too, if I recall. Corey Perry ran ran long. Do I have time to go off on Dane about Anna Kendrick? Maybe. Sure. Now no, on it. no, I'll, I'll save it. I'll you save did it. kind of go off on me for the way I dress. Yeah. So <laughs> You're right. I'll save it. You want to get in a nice... Yeah, why don't you go stuff. tuck in your shirt some more, buddy? I don't wear belts with jeans. I just buy jeans that fit. All right. Hawks, Leafs... Hawks, oh, Hawks Kraken. Okay. Let's uh, let's get okay. Because I th- I want to get talk about this Hawks Leafs game because I think it it didn't start as one of their best games of the season, but I think it finished as one of their better games of the season. Um, everybody's staring at me real quick, but uh, I think they showed some fight. They were outgunned against a good team. They came back and won in overtime. I mean, yeah, you Gorge. got the the Jason Dickinson magic, but then in overtime where you had. When they, because I feel like most of the game they were avoiding Bedard against Matthews. They were avoiding that matchup whenever because the Hawks at the second change. Richardson was putting the Felino line out there against Matthews in overtime. Though Richardson, I, and again, that's because you're we trying to score too. Took the kid gloves off, put Bedard out there against Matthews, and that line got the game winner. It was really cool to see just Bedard going out there against one of the top players in the league, and the Hawks get the win with our boy Gorch. We get in the uh, game winner. It was just, uh, and yet you had the Jason Dickinson legacy game to set you up there. But uh, no, that was fun. I was in the building for that one too. Uh, it was just a fun atmosphere because it was a really good crowd too. And and <laughs> I forgot how much I despise the Leafs when uh, when <laughs> Ryan Reeves uh, was going after Jones and Domi cross checks uh, our guy Boris and everything. Like I want to see the Hawks just beat these guys. Cause I think it was still three, two at that point. Like I was then fired up. I want to see the Hawks win. Like I forgot. I hate the Leafs. It was fun to see them beat the Leafs. That was I love the Leafs 363 days of the year. The two <sighs> days that I can't stand the Leafs are when they play the Hawks, yeah. which is and funny. The Hawks swept the season series against them this year. The Blackhawks pack just, your bags, buddy. The Blackhawks just seem to, own the Leafs the past few years like even in games where the Leafs like win wasn't was it last year or the year before where the Hawks were like the the lowest or the the under the where they were the biggest underdog in like recorded history against the Leafs uh was that the last season yeah and they yeah. won that game the one in Toronto yeah yep they swept them last year too right I, they I really, thought so I think they lost that game now I I I thought I'll, I saw that, it real quick. But, I thought uh, I saw that this was the second year in a row they've shot the least. But maybe. you know what's funny too is it if the Hawks. I thought I thought that was one of those games where like Matthews just sniped like thirty seconds in and the Hawks lost. But uh, if the if the Hawks don't win, it's usually because William Nylander goes off against them, and it, it'll that'll never happen again once he's a Blackhawk next year. Oh, that'll be so nice. Um, but going on to noticing some of the coverages that are happening on Connor Bedard, he. It seems it's Are you getting... burping? Why? This is a. <laughs> <laughs> this is an odd. This is an odd. Okay, the, and this is that's that explains the gaps in Dane's talking right there. You could have edited that out. Oh, I could have, but now it has to stay in. Can we? Okay, can we mark that? Absolutely not. Okay, mark that. <laughs> once once you start editing the pod, you can mark whatever you want. <laughs> Fine. Okay. 
Sorry, Leo, did you find it? Yes, the game I was talking about, February 15th, they lost that one. The Hawks lost that game 5-2. to two. Damn. Yeah. Did they cover? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you think the spread was three and a half? That's For the Hawks know, last know. season? No, or, uh, Nylander scored nine seconds into the game. Uh, then Sam Laffrey scored a minute two into the game. Then Sandine scored. Matthews scored. Wait, was this, was this Blackhawks or Leafs Sam Lafferty? Blackhawks Sam Lafferty. Oh, gotcha. Uh, then Phil Kurashev scored. Sean Tavares, Connor Timmons. But uh, yeah, whatever. Hawks lost that game. Doesn't matter. But they won this time. They, yeah, yeah, Peter Mrazek uh, was in goal. Shocking. But uh, yeah, I was just, I was so annoyed with the Leafs. I was ready to see them. Uh, that was so fun. Like they got, they lost to Jason Dickinson. And there were, there were so many Leafs fans in the building too. And they were just kind of annoying. It was just, it was fun. They're like, there's, <laughs> it was kind of funny. There was this little kid, uh, uh, in a Matthews jersey uh, in the row in front of us and he kept like getting up and cheering all the time and then right when Corch scores the game winner like multiple people like are turning at him and just yelling at the little kid it was great God, you gotta love Chicago <laughs> like cause they're rocking down the, the aisle and then people are like <laughs> yelling at this little kid cause his dad wasn't where so like, I wonder if this was a kid like from Chicago that just likes Austin Matthews <laughs> And then he's just getting yelling. Was he like wearing the, the Bieber jersey too? No, it was just the regular blue. Okay. And then like the dad's just putting his head down, like, "Come on, let's get out." <laughs> just tells the kid to take the jersey off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Jason Dickinson's on a little bit of a heater. He's him. Yeah. No, trade him at the deadline. No. Get some. I mean, you're not gonna build around it. Like, I think, but you literally, we literally just had this conversation last week, and I know Phil is a little bit younger. But Dickinson has the pedigree. He's a former first-round pick, and he's super defensively responsible. He's a great penalty killer. He might be a guy that's a matter of someone has to score on this on a very, bad team. Yeah. On a very bad team. And I'll say, I like giving Davidson credit where credit's due. I think he's good at finding guys like this. Like he found Sam Lafferty. He found he like he identified Dickinson. Like I think he can find like these middle of the roster guys. Anthony Pavilion um, might be the next one. Yeah, yeah. So like I think you can find another Jason Dickinson if you if you get the right offer for him at the deadline. I'd say oh, go yeah. ahead. Take yeah, it. I, it, I like this season's lost, so it it doesn't. I wouldn't matter. take less than a second. Let's just say that. If someone's offering a yeah, third or like, a fourth, I hang up the phone. Yeah, but if you get like a second or even a first, first with like another, like if you can package him and Felino for something really nice, yeah, why not? Ooh, Felino, I... I I'm I would will trade him. I'm sick of him already. I'm not sick of him. Like his whole act, like after every loss, how he like holds a uh, holds court with the media. Like we got to be better than this. Like how he kind of tries lighting the fire in front of the media. Someone's got to do it though. Yeah, I, but I I feel I, like I, I I see I watch enough press conferences from other teams. I think he's doing it so like he can showcase himself and look good to other teams and all that. Like. Which is also a vital role because if the Hawks bring him in and then flip him for future assets, yeah. that's a great. Like, role I watch to play. lots of players' press conferences. Him, it feels like he's just a, kind of a tryhard with it. All right, we get it, Leo. You're in media. Um, I will say. Well, and here's the thing, everyone. Like, a lot- it's a bad team. Like they're gonna have ba- like after the St. Louis games when he, when he's doing that that whole act. Like yeah, they they outperformed against the Maple Leafs. They came back down to earth against the the what, Blues. Like uh, what team is gonna have the cap space? And obviously the Blackhawks would have to retain fifty percent. They, they would I'm retain. Just saying hypothetically. Yeah, but still, two million is still in this in this cap era for that's one a year. Lot. That's a that's still a lot. Well, who are you going to bring in with that though? <laughs> After the trade deadline, you're like you're sitting there. You trade fully, you know, you retain two mil, so you've got two yeah. million of dead cap, and then you're like, oh shit, this free agent on March first. How are we going to sign him? No, like, I'm <laughs> saying for the contending team. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, the Blackhawks are going to struggle to hit the cap floor. <laughs> I was going to say. They lost Corey Perry, who people were speculating was like, Tampa Bay is going to bring him back in. It's like, with what money? <laughs> they didn't even claim him on waivers because apparently he might be a bad guy. <laughs> Yeah. Wasn't Felino like also scratched a bunch by Boston last year? It's a little bit different. That was a I'm saying like on good teams, team. like he's yeah, not even like a factor, but like he's he's also a guy that hasn't been healthy in a while, too. Yeah, you think he's sta- you think he stand in front of Boston media last year? Like, oh man, we have to be better. No, no, he knew his role. But he wasn't there. the voice in the locker room. That's like, what it's... I mean. Like he he's he's like one of the only real NHLers on this team, so he's just hijacking the media all the time and everybody loves him because he'll actually like say stuff and like give him a quote. So yeah, I'm I don't know. He just annoys me. I think it's <laughs> I'm sure he's a good guy. I'm sure he's good in the room and everything, but just his media presence he wants just to the, annoys me. Yeah, the guy that actually says stuff, the media is like, no, because yeah. he does it in a <laughs> yeah. different way. Like Leo is the media right now, complaining about guys no, okay, who won't talk and then complaining. No, because there the are guys, guys who, who talk, talk, but like say actually like talking about the Cubs, like Nico Horner, Ian Happ. They both say stuff that's relevant, but they're not like calling out the team after every loss and all that. Like there are guys I like cutting up the audio from, like Nick Flino. I don't, I see through that. I don't know. It's disgusting bringing up the Cubs. That's who we cut up the most. That's where the I work for the Cubs radio station. Like I have to cut up lots of Cubs player audio. You work for the Cubs radio station. I work for the Chicago Fire radio station. Who's There's... your favorite player on the Fire? To Man, to if I was just drinking for every time you guys mentioned you worked in media, I'd be. Dane, you also right work in media. <laughs> I'm like media adjacent. No, yeah. you work for a television station. You work in media, but I don't talk about it all the time. Yeah. Dane, okay. Here's the floor, Dane. 30 seconds to talk about your job in media. I'd rather talk about my relationship status. Okay, we're moving on. (laughs) Uh, Blackhawks against Kraken. That was another good game against a team that was good last year. Corch Corch did not have his best game, but Jason Dickinson scored again. Yeah, no, I mean, okay, here's my thought about the the Corch turnover that led, was at the second goal, where they keep trying to make him do that drop pass. It's always on the power play. I just want to see them let him let him skate skate into the new, the offensive zone just once. Just let him wheel. He's like, got know, great puck sense. And too. I, I feel like part of it is, and I, I don't know the Hawks' power play strategy. I'm not in on those meetings. I'm not it's that bad. plugged in with the media. But <laughs> I wonder if part of it is they don't want Korch bursting into the offensive zone with a full head of steam because then he's going to get out of position. And then you leave like a forward has to take his responsibility to cover the point, and that can lead to bad things too. Because as a forward defenseman, when a forward has to try doing our job, it doesn't go well. Because only a few of us are cut out to play deep. Dang, you were a defenseman, right? Yes. Yeah, and forwards don't know what's up. No, they no. they can. Like... It's a special breed to play D, and yeah, whatever. But with Korch, so then I, are they worried about him getting out of position? I don't quite know. But they keep trying this drop pass, and now everybody knows it's coming. Like I just once, I want to see him maybe fake it or just burst in the zone because he was able to do it in junior. I'll buy it against teenagers, but let's see him try it in the pros because eventually it's gonna work. Once and he Jones has done it multiple yeah, times, yeah, and it looks and he gets scoring up. And again, I wonder it. is this a Corch confidence thing or is it Richardson telling him not to? Like, do they not trust him to do it yet? Whatever it is, I want to see him just try taking it coast to coast once. Well, I kid. wonder who their special teams uh, coach is. Yeah, I don't know who are their assistants. Kevin Dean and uh, some other guy, but yeah, I don't know. But that's that's my one gripe with the. Corch, uh, but uh, no, I thought it was a relatively good game uh, and against the Kraken. The thing that I liked the most about the game is a lot of secondary scoring. You yeah. know, like you saw a lot of guys. Brian Donato. Mackers. Did. Yeah, everybody yeah. was excited about Mackers, Boris Kachuk. Like, you got, I, you and got some guys putting the biscuit in the basket credit there. credit's due. I did not like Boris Kachuk last year. I kind of like him this year. And Agreed. like, 
he is what he is, but he just, yeah, he looks bad. Like, he doesn't hurt the team as much as he did last year. Let me tell you what, I though. felt like he was good for, like, one stupid penalty a game last year. This year, he seems to have cleaned that part up. Speaking of cleaning up, the Blackhawks, to get ahead of something, might need to oh, trade yeah. Kachuk yeah, yeah. Catch and, uh, Radish. Yeah. and Radish. Yeah, yeah, get those guys, flip them for a sixth, and uh, yeah. call that a day. Rick West. And that, that's with everybody dunking on the Blackhawks for, for the Corey Perry thing, like, your fans of hockey Canada, your your day of reckoning is coming soon. Yeah. Like Rick Rick Westhead's licking his chops right <laughs> yeah. now. Jesus. Um but yeah, so Boris, whatever. Like the player, probably not a good guy. <laughs> that's uh that's that. Unconfirmed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll, that's a yeah, we'll for, wait for, to comment on that. But, for any of the for any of our non hockey hardos listening to the pod, just look up 2018 Canada World Juniors team and you'll quickly learn and you'll quickly feel what what disgusting. we're talking about yeah, yeah. that's a that's um, a tough one but talking about other guys that I depth guys that I'm like I I I tweeted about this last week when uh Joey Anderson got caught called up Andrew Joeyson um I liked what we saw for him in a small sample size last year I was kind of looking up his stats I didn't realize he I thought he played in less than 24 games with the Hawks last year but I liked flashes with him because he had that line with Dickinson and Jujar Kara last year. I really liked that line. Uh, they they had a good game in that Philly game, the last game of the year. And uh, I, I was a little surprised when he didn't get the look to start the year with the Hawks. But now with Taylor Hall being out, him getting called up, I kind of hope he's here to stay because he's got three assists in three games. He's shown some, I mean, again, he's probably just a bottom six guy, but if he's a representative NHLer, that helps that just have in your back pocket. He's 25 years old, could be on the team for next year or whatever. Like, yeah, I'm, I want to see him get a look this year. And what's stopping the Blackhawks right now from calling up the the Iowa Wild and being like, hey, what's the availability for Jujar? <laughs> yeah. Reuniting that yeah. line. The guy's, the guy's almost a point a game in the A right now. Well, what uh, number were they wearing? Dickinson took his number. Oh, that's true. What could you, Jujar could pull off any number. I love Jujar Kara. Who doesn't? Oh, my God. Great. What, are, what's his, uh, what are his numbers looking like in the A right He's, now? Give him 94. 14 games. <laughs> 14 games. <laughs> Unretire nine and let him wear it. <laughs> 14 games for the Iowa Wild. Three goals, eight assists, 11 oh, wow. points. Like the guy That's is, what a guy who was an NHLer should be doing in the A. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's putting it. And also, dare I say, good-looking guy, Jujar Kara. Yeah. Kind of a rocket. I remember his uh, engagement photo last year. He's he's got some paws on him, man. He's got some big hands. You you, wait, right. you waiting for the invite to that wedding? You know, what's, I'd, what's you know, the, I'd post uh, mad always sunny with the big hands. There, oh, there's a there's a bit with that, but I can't remember it now. But I'm sure I remember it after the episode. Oh, of course. The one thing I hated about Jujar's game is that they made him play the role of the enforcer, and I don't it think it wasn't I, quite his game. Yeah, he got dummied, man. Like, yeah, he, he was had a like big two guy. Like just because you're a big guy doesn't mean you're the fighter. Yeah, that's and I feel like that's outdated. Like most teams don't really have a real enforcer anymore. You don't really need one. Bobby Gaffney is the living, breathing. <laughs> Identity. Yeah. And Bobby Gaffney was my college roommate, and he is a 6'4", a bundle of love. He yeah. is a very nice man and would be easy, easy to bundle. We had <laughs> this kid. We let him play varsity as a freshman because of his size. He was like similar type of thing, 6'4", sturdy built. Uh, this kid, Connor, uh, we call him Double Cheese. <laughs> but uh, he was like he was built like a left tackle. But he was just – he wasn't quite <laughs> – 
used to his body yet uh, being that big. So like he kind of skated and you'd see he's like off balance. It's like baby Huey. Yeah. Uh, this one, uh, it was trials, I think, actually. Like he hit me, but he didn't mean to hit me. And I thought like this freshman's trying to hit me, a senior at trials. Like I like <laughs> slash him in the back of the leg and then just take him out. And I realized by how easily I hit him, like, oh, wait, this kid did not mean to hit me. Like because he just went over quick with a light shove. And then, uh, sounds like Gaffney. Yeah. No shot. You and called was him even double f- cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we were, you know, it was a, a term of endearment. Yeah. I'm sure it was, buddy. Oh, he liked it. That's he from the, it. that's from the school of Mike Babcock. He, he was a freshman playing on varsity. We, we, he was cool with any nickname we gave him, but, uh, then I remember, uh, cause he had from a class with my, had a class with my brother or something. My brother's like, Hey, do you know this kid? I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah. He's a nice kid. Like, you know, not, not. You know, gonna rip on him in front of my brother because I don't know if my brother's friends are more white. He goes, yeah, he says you beat him up in practice on time. Like, oh man, <laughs> not double cheese. To, yeah, I feel like me and Leo would have. I know I said this last yeah. episode. Me and Leo would have scrapped a couple of times so, yeah. in practice. And d- harkening back, this is in the comedy business. They call this a callback. Harkening back to Patrick Dane. Patty Pat- Dane. Patty Dane is a nickname you give yourself. Double cheese is a nickname <laughs> other people give you. Yeah, that's. Yeah, we would not have called you Patrick Dane at an all boys Catholic high school. We would have. Yeah, I don't know. What called me Jew boy? I no, well, no, <laughs> triple cheese. Yeah, we would have. You would have done something funny one time. Like I don't even know the origin of double cheese. Just somebody started calling it. We like it might have had something to do with he ordered a double cheeseburger sometime or something and whatever. But like, yeah, you do. You screw up one time and you get a nickname for four years. That's just kind of how it goes. Like, yeah, I, I guess I never screwed up. Or I'm sure you screwed up, but it was just a different environment. Yeah. Most people just didn't want to talk to me. Oh, sorry, Dane. We talked to you. Well, now you have a podcast that like they... twelve people listen to. So hey, 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 hey. Shut we, up, Gina. We got our Spotify wrapped. We had, we were top podcast for five listeners. I was one of them. If if you can prove that you <laughs> yeah. were one of them, yeah. If you, four other people send a screenshot if, and we'll uh we'll shout you out on the pod. We'll we'll send sure. you when when we drop our first merch, you get a free thing of merch yeah who's paying for that that's coming out of your pocket brother that's coming at we're not going to drop merch until we have sponsors that's coming out of the sponsors podcast or maybe there's merch in the works that you don't know about i I is there merch podcast we don't know about i don't know dane's Dane's pulling up custom ink right now (laughs) just like scrambling to put something together oh man um all right what else is going on hockey uh do you want to talk the wild yeah, yeah custom ink um one one thing quick sure (laughs) <laughs> a miles a minute it's time for a miles a minute here on moves at the blue line so since our last talk miles wood has played in three games with the colorado Av- avalanche 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 all of those happen to be wins for the avalanche against minnesota calgary and the tampa bay lightning miles wood is a minus one in all of those games it was a <laughs> minus one in the minnesota game uh no points 12 penalty minutes had right. 10 pims Against in one game the Tampa Bay Lightning. All right, so he's getting the tough matchups. Little game misconduct for our friend, or two fights. Um, four shots on goal against the Lightning. One in each of the Calgary and Minnesota games. Uh, averaging about eleven minutes on ice. Had one hit, one blocked shot. And that was a Miles Minute. If you're new to the podcast, this is where we update you every week on what Miles Wood, our adopted son of the podcast, <laughs> does. In the NHL. 21 games so far this season, three goals, four point, or four assists, seven points. You know what sucks is that like there's no opportunity for him to become a Blackhawk. 
Yeah, because he's already locked into that contract. <laughs> For the yeah. seven year yeah. deal. Oh, no. Hey, hey hear me no, out. Like by the time he's a free agent, hear like me out. it's not going to line up with the Hawks' window. Nick and, Foolino yeah. for Miles Wood. Oh, I'd do that in a Who heartbeat. says no? Yeah. Who says no? Who who says no? Yeah, get Miles Wood. No, Miles no. Wood. If Miles Wood. He doesn't want to be on the 14 and 6 Colorado Avalanche anymore. Dude, if Miles Wood. Well, he could be on a, like, no a first shot line with the Hawks. There's, there's no shot Miles Wood has a no move. No. There's no shot. No, like you either get that, that money or you get a no move. Like there's no way he got both. He has a full no move. No way. No, he does not. I'm 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 after his agent. It right now. Good for him. Uh Miles Wood does not have a no move or no trade. There we go. Bring him home. <laughs> Although the, joyful noise. The, the Avalanche don't need Nick Felino. They already have Andrew Cogliano. They're basically the same guy. I don't know how he is with the media, but <laughs> Cogliano's got wheels and nothing else, and then Felino's got Nothing else. And <laughs> no wheels. Yeah. Actually, I, I I've actually really enjoyed watching Nick Flano play hockey. He makes some yeah. really smart plays. He he knows his yeah. skill set. No, he's really a well. representative of NHL. Like I'm okay with him. I'm just annoyed. He scored with him thirty goals in the league before. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was an all star with. Uh... Oh wait, do we want to get in this a little bit? The uh, all star game that they're going back to the player draft. I just thought of this. Love that because he was one of the captains uh, when I was in Columbus. Yeah, they're they're still going to do the four teams. It's still going to be three on three, but they're doing the players are going to draft the teams with celebrity captains, which I love when the NHL does this because it's always like terrible celebrities, most bottom of the barrel. Yeah, it's going to be like Uncle Joey from Full House, uh, some guys from a, a band that's been canceled for three years. Sylvia Vergara's husband, who is in Magic Mike. Yeah, like <laughs> it's just going to be some weird celebs, which I love. Uh, Colin Hanks will be one of them for sure. Uh, and maybe the garbage Belushi brother. Ooh, but... Wait, are we? Sh- Next episode, should we? Are the, can someone take note before Wayne Gretzky will be one of the captains too? I I think we should try and each come up with a, a list of the captains, like the celebrity captains, yes. or the actual so there's players. Four, yeah, there's gonna be four. Okay, yeah, we yeah. could I, we could probably do that now. Just rattle off a couple. No, because I I want to like do some celebrities research. that are hockey fans. Yeah, yeah like, CM Punk, he's relevant again, so it'll be one. Jenna I, Fisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John I mean, Hamm. Wait, where where is the All Star game? I don't know. Uh, is it Toronto this year? Yeah, it is. They've got the patch. Justin Bieber. I don't yeah. think so. Oh, I don't he think he's clearing the schedule for that. I will say, that. Chad Kroger, lead singer of Nickelback. Oh, yeah. McDavid's going to want to play on his team so bad. Dude, he's Canadian. <laughs> the whole band is Canadian. McDavid was humble, the one that in, inducted yeah. Nickelback into the Canadian Hall um, of Fame. Humble brag. I've met Chad Kroger twice. Very nice guy. Very cool. Have you? That's actually... Yeah. I got pictures. You, I'll show you after the pod. Have you touched his hand? I have. I've we'll shook post his them, hand. Uh, we'll post you them too with the hand episode on Instagram. McDavid? Yeah. Oh, my God. Me and McDavid... Uh, right. The six series of separation mean Connor McDavid won. All right, let's keep Which rolling. Which makes here. me and Connor McDavid two. Yeah. All right, who else is going to be captain? All right, who else? Uh, Chad Kroger is really the only yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. No. I, th- I genuinely think Justin Bieber, just because he's really tight with Austin Matthews. Yeah, but like, uh, he's tight with Austin Matthews, but. I don't know. Yeah, it um, really does feel beneath yeah. him, <laughs> which sucks to say about yeah. the what NHL. What about like Logan Paul or KSI? Because I know no. Gross. I, I'm no. trying to get. Like I know I understand no, what you're like, trying to do. This is the NHL though, so these are going to be celebrities way past their relevance. Yeah, or or like take McRae. Really good chance she's a celebrity. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> no, like legitimately yeah, like, arc. like yeah. she's and she's about the right level of famous for it. Too. Yeah. yeah, she's right before she's about to blow up. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. yeah, it's either someone who's not famous yet or like someone who was famous. She's in the kind. 90s. Of, she's performed on SNL. She might be past. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There, SNL's had some weird. 
I don't know if that's the standard of fame that right, it used, that used to, be. to be. What, you don't like arcade fire ten times a year? <laughs> <laughs> that's like how um that's like how all Chicago, like a- any like show or bar will always get super hyped about Rise Against playing. Hey, I like Rise Against. I, and I know you do, and they're, they're a good guys. they're a good band, but like But they play in Chicago all the time. Like them and local H, they're always playing in Chicago. Yeah, because yeah. they're they're Chicago guys. Yeah. Don't rip on Rise Against. I'm not trying to rip on Rise Against. If you're going to come against Rise Against, you better have your facts correct, (laughs) fool. Where was I incorrect? Where was I I incorrect? Yeah, that's what I thought. If there was a Chicago All-Star game, who would you want the coaches or captains to be? Vince (laughs) Vaughn. Oh, boy. Um, He he would be one of them. He could be one of them, too, this year. Pete Wentz. Pete Wentz is... uh, Fall Boy Chicago, isn't it? uh, I think they... I don't, I don't know. know about that. The actually. answer is yes. They are definitely in Chicago. They're Naperville. <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> you're coming at my livelihood here. Oh man, yeah, you're from Aurora. What's more, Aurora's more Chicago than Naperville. A town, baby. <laughs> Represent. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the good answer for what Chicago slip. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I uh, think that one cop from uh, the Fugitive that was also one of the co- coaches in Rudy with like the thick yeah. Chicago accent. I want that guy. Um, bring back Dennis Marino with AI. Put now Bill Murray's washed. I don't care about him. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's a Loyola Academy guy. I don't care. Wow. And a Cub fan. I don't care. Now, do you think there's gonna be a fan vote to get a player into the All Star game? They've rigged it so that, much. Yeah, where it's, it's not as funny it, as it we, used to be. So we can't get we, Corey Perry no, into All Star no. <laughs> from beyond the grave. Yeah, we ruined that, and it was so worth it to get John Scott in. And I know you. And guys, now John Scott just milks that for oh, so yeah, much. Oh yeah, but it was now. so. It was funny. Yeah, that at the time, and, and then, just the way the NHL just goofed that whole situation was, by getting him traded and sent to the minors. And then the and, next, the next year, they it tried was, to do it for Yager. Well, they had who was the Sabres guy that got voted as a captain? Zemgis Gerdes. That was Zemgis, that was 2015. Yeah. That was that, the whole country of Latvia. Yeah, yeah. that was 2015 because it was uh, all the Hawks and then Zemgis were the five. Which was so yeah. great. It was a funny graphic. Um, yeah, no, I'm trying to think of who would be a good uh, like random Chicago celeb. Uh, no, that's funny. Ditka. Yeah, Dick Dick has got. No, no, Ditka won't Justin want to Fields do it. Would be hilarious. Ditka won't do it, but Dave wants that. Have Will I? do it. Get Wani there. <laughs> well, because Wani Wani is uh, friends with Scotty Bowman because oh, they were yeah. both uh, in Pittsburgh at the same. Have time. I told you my Mike Ditka story? You got a Mike Ditka story? This is a good one for the pod. So this was uh, week one of the NFL season, twenty twenty one. Me and friend of the show Adrian Mycor, good friend of mine, um, we were at Rivers Casino. Nice. Um, oh, Wani promotes them right where, right where it was. Right when they opened their sports book, and apparently they were having some Bears event, and Mike Ditka was there. And I have never seen anyone want to be somewhere less. <laughs> like Ditka was, he was sitting in this back room off to the side, and you could see him there, just like he had a cigar in his mouth just sitting there and like people would come up to him and we were gonna go up and be like oh my god yeah, hey this and he was the vibe. so disinterested hey coach remember the 85 bears <laughs> he was he that guy could not have cared less about being at that engagement yeah. just let him enjoy his cte in his old age yeah. that's what i'm saying like, he, like that's abuse to the elderly to make those guys do that stuff right like dude like sometimes i used to collect sports cards which i think i've meant is like my second or third time mentioning yeah. this but seeing some of those like 
older players like sign like modern cards and you just see like yeah. the scribbles it's like dude no like i used to go to the hawks convention stuff too and like i remember once like stan makita when he was kind of oh aging like that was sad seeing him interact with the fans like yeah the wor- and eventually they kind of did shelter stan off yeah. but like there was a couple of years where he was kind of looked yeah bad. head injuries not good no. yeah so anyway my four chicago slabs wani dave wanstead i have no idea who that is he's a oh former bears God. coach and front of the six seven of the score he's he he I was, have eight Popeyes chicken with Dave Wanstead. He, so Dave Wanstead was the Bears coach right after Mike Ditka. He was awful. The team was really bad. <laughs> but now he has like forced himself to be a staple of Chicago sports radio. And we love. Oh, we love. So let's get Wani in there. Uh, who was my other one? Uh, CM Punk. Nah, Chicago. Maybe. Bob Odenkirk. Naperville, but I'll take him. Um, Marquette grad too. Get and let's get the uh, Jeremy Allen White. Just get him there, even though he's not from Chicago. Get him there in the outfit from the Bear. We'll Shameless do that. and the Bear. We like, need to get is... the women involved. They will come. Yeah, build it. Um, he, if he's there, they will come. And then who, who's another good one? Do we want Vince Vaughn? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think Vince Vaughn's a good him. one. And then that, that's that's four. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good enough. I like it. Yeah, let's roll good, with it. That's a good Chicago Chicago lineup. We there. tangented hard. Yeah. So what were we talking about at the beginning of this all-star game? Yeah. That they're going back to the draft. I think, I mean, the all-star game, it's one of those things. They, they shake up the format every few years. It gets stale and you just got to shake it up again. They're shaking it up again. And I kind of like the draft concept. Cause you get to see Matt, like players playing together that you won't get to see like guys that are in different divisions, guys that are in different conferences, getting to play on the same team. We could see, well, I doubt we'll see it. Matthews and McDavid on the same team, but in theory we could, Bedard or, and McDavid. Yeah, right. Like we can see stuff like that, guys. Just all Bedard will be an all star this year. It's it's like I mean, talking about hockey cards. I used to do my do that stuff like that where I just make random teams of random players, like just for fun. Like that's what this kind of is, where it's just like shuffling up all your cards and putting them in random uh, lineups. Yeah, I I like the draft concept for a little bit. I don't, I don't I'm not wild about the full ice three on three, but like wow, Matt Cook and Eric Carlson on the same line. That's <laughs> wild. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it'll be. Yeah, it'll be refresh like oh man i don't watch the all-star game ever uh but no, the, uh, the nhl all-star game sucks yeah but oh, like i like i like the sucks. skills competition more than the all-star game espn kind of ruined it last year but like still i like that because just the way like seeing all the guys hanging out in their jerseys i think that's cool uh just the like it blows me away seeing like the hardest shot or just seeing how like these guys can be so casual and so good at some of these events that's the stuff i love i wish they had a more bigger marquee event like to wrap it up like I, I thought they used to do the elimination shootout with everybody in it last man standing do that as like your last event that would be kind of cool but uh no i like this the skills competition more than the actual all-star game and oh, i yeah. think it's like that in most sport or yeah the only all-star game that i actually think is right is nba like nba all-star games actually pretty solid oh, but those are just those, dude, those are those are boring i like the skills competition better in that one like too. like nba you don't even have to play the All-Star game. It's the three-point contest and the dunk contest. Yeah, that's all that matters. You well, know, and then NHL, it's NH- hardest shot. NHL, it's hardest shot, the breakaway challenge. I like the speed. The speed yeah. is fun. And, and the MLB, it's literally sure. just a home run derby. Well, and also, but the, the They should bring the bunt contest, though, from Japan. Yeah. That thing is sweet. Uh, the thing that sucks about the speed contest in the NHL is those players are not going full speed. They are not wearing helmets. If they were going full speed, they would be wearing helmets. Like, yeah. But you gotta uh, have the flow going yeah, too exactly. when you're going fast. Yeah, it's all about the drip. <laughs> drip or drown. Drip or drown, baby. Stand on bit. Skate on business. Skate on business. <laughs> New podcast name, guys. We're changing our name. We're changing <laughs> the name for the two weeks that standing on business is gonna be funny. Yeah, yeah. No, or that's... do we create a segment? Is this a... skating on business? Skating on. 
Best fight of the week, maybe? No. No. But we could we'll, do we'll figure something out. We could do skating on business. Best yeah. fight of the Patent week is pending. lame. Yeah. We'll we'll workshop it a bit. But skating uh, on business. That's that'll be our first caller segment. <laughs> Call in, talk about your best men's league story. Yeah. That's skating on business. Yeah. Okay, then moves at the money line. Best bet of the week. No. Y'all. Dane, what's your moves at the money line? Regular week? season bet. Mo- Come on. Moves at the Get money help. line. Mo- moves at the money line. I like how you're, think, you're thinking about this not pulling up DraftKings. <laughs> no, Dave's just got the lines memorized. No, mine is uh, um, my advice for moves at the money line, bet on football. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, but also, too. Don't bet on regular season hockey. Not uh, necessarily hockey, but just all sports encompassing. You guys hear about the controversy with ESPN bet? Yeah, it's a mess right now. Isn't oh, it? yeah, because they didn't pay on the, on on the, the push. push. Yeah, wild. Yeah. That's, that's, not, why- that's wild, and I'm not talking Minnesota. I'm talking Iowa. Oh, sh- God damn, we forgot to talk about the wild fired Dean Evison. They still suck. They still my blow buddy, uh, my buddy Dan saw Kirill Kaprizov in a Minnesota bar a couple weeks ago. Oh, shout out to Dan. Yeah. He tried talking to him, but Kaprizov does not understand the language. So no. there was a language barrier. Get ready to learn Russian, buddy. <laughs> yeah. At but Dan. Uh, small field Kaprizov. <laughs> That was the collab we had recently. I can't remember. So this was in Minnesota? Yeah. Dan's a grad student at the uh, University of Minnesota. I just... You know what's funny is Kaprizov probably... Like, that is a young-looking 26-year-old. Yeah. Like, he could... He's that 2015 draft, too, right? Yes. He's probably... Draft he's going legendary. to bars using his Russian passport. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd say tw- the 2015 draft will be a whole episode in the summer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That we yeah. just, like... I say in, in the summer, we just do a whole redraft. I'm, sure. ex- I'm excited for our summer segments when there's nothing to talk about. Oh, dude, they're going to be electric. Yeah, yeah, that's when we can figure out celebrity captains for the All-Star Game. Yeah, after it happens. Yeah. <laughs> Just revisionist. Yeah, well, better ones we'll do. All right, All right for moves at the blue line, well, well, I'm, da- I, I, I'm, I'm kidding. Hey, Dane. I'm hey, Dane. kidding. Socials? Oh, I was, I was, I was oh. going to throw one last thing in there because oh. pe- people like when we, we riff for a little bit. Spotify Rap, do you guys got any big surprises, anything fun in there? Uh, what was your... I will say my fourth most listened to artist... Canadian legends Mariana's Trench. Okay. Um, all of it was like, um, I'm I'm pulling it up. Uh, I feel like mine aren't like fun to talk about because it's not like I don't really have like fun artists. Like my number one is Laundry Day, which is an artist okay. that I love, but not many people know. That I, I love them. I have I I got Dane hooked. Yeah. But then we it's, both know them because of you. Yeah. It's Lizzie McAlpin, uh, Phoebe Bridgers. Marina's Trench and Samia, so it's a lot of sad girl stuff on there. My top songs, um, my top song is 715 Creeks, the Bon Iver song, but it's the cover by the acapella group, the Nor'easters. <laughs> um, it's actually really, really good. Like, I know it's acapella, but it's really good. Then I have... Um, a bunch of other stuff. Like, yeah. it's mine's kind of boring to talk no, about. Like, I'm... Yeah, no, like my top artists, whatever, kind of what I expected. But my, my, uh, my, the playlist they make of your top songs, like the hundred or so, I'm shocked by how much of it was from the Bear season two. I have been jamming that so- soundtrack a ton in the summer, and it reflects very much. I have the show goes on in my top ten twice. Lupe Fiasco. Yes, the, hell yeah. The song Mark Grody declared the song of the summer. <laughs> it became my song of the summer, and then the Bruce Hornsby and the Range, which opened season two of the bear but was also featured in the 1991 classic backdraft two there Chica- you go. legendary chicago pieces of media featured the same song i'm sure it was done on purpose by the people at the bear but uh, that song i started bumping a bunch after i started watching the bear my so. my one surprise is 
the classic runaround by Blues Traveler. Okay. The, oh, you want to give me the runaround? Oh, that one. I thought it was the, I've been around. Da, 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 da. Is that the same one? I get no? around, I get around. Is that da, the da. same one That's or no? the Beach Boys, brother. I, okay. What are we doing? I don't know. Apparently, my music taste takes me to Provo, USA. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> You're Provo? Yeah, what is like, Provo? Like Idaho or where's no, Utah? It says, it's like, looks like it's SoCal. They, apparently, they are more likely to listen to the band Camino, Noah Khan, and The Strike. Oh, The Strike. That was a good album. Dude, the fact that Adrian, like, 2 o'clock in the morning one night was like, Dane, you got to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, that album is <laughs> He's so like, this good. is going to change your life. Now, okay, so my top five artists weren't shocking at all. It was like... Uh, the 1975 yeah. band Camino, Noah Khan. I like when people act like they're surprised by their Dane, No, I like, didn't. Dane, Brother, you listen to the music. Yeah. <laughs> this is about you. Dane listens to bands that girls see as red flags. <laughs> like, that is Dane's That is Dane's taste in music. Now, the shocking thing for me was the top songs, because two of my top songs were from an artist that didn't, like, crack my top five, but yeah. I had two of her songs in my top five. Tate McRae? <laughs> no. Ethel Kane. Oh, House in Nebraska? Was number three. Dude, okay. House in Nebraska is one of the saddest songs I have ever heard in my life. Thank Dane, you. are you okay? Um, <laughs> we know the answer. Number five. <laughs> number five might be one of the only saddest ones, and it's strictly in- instrumental. Jacob and the Stone from uh, the movie Minari. Like, you've seen a sad TikTok edit. It's to Jacob and the Stone. All right. Um, but a couple other ones. American Teenager was my number one, also by Ethel Kane. Pretty upbeat songs, but really good. Yeah. Uh, number two was Ugg by the 1975, which was actually their surprise, one of their surprise songs. Uh, uh, when I watched them in Milwaukee, so that's pretty cool. That one of my favorite songs. Number four, you're gonna like Joey. Ode to the Conversation Stuck in Your Throat by Delwater Gap. Great, Great song. song. All right. So. That's a, Spotify Wrapped is fun, and it was even yeah, more fun people, this year. Like people who make who like complain about people posting Spotify Wrapped, that bit's old. Stop it. We no like one complains it. about it. Yeah. I see people go like, "This is the one time a year I actually care about what you have to put out there." Yeah, so. I and it's fun this year because we get our podcast yeah. Spotify Wrapped, which was something that I've never gotten before. That so the fun. other four people where moves at the blue line was your f- number yeah. one listening podcast. Send us a screenshot and we'll uh we'll, we'll, we'll figure out a way to celebrate you yeah. somehow. Yeah, we'll, we'll hook you up. We have we really appreciate you. Yeah, we will Gains- show up at your house and have dinner with you. We if you're providing dinner, all <laughs> yes, of us yeah. are. All of us we'll are watch absolute, a game with you. Yeah, we will watch a game if you're providing. Okay, stipulations. Send us a screenshot of being one our number. We are your number one podcast. We will come to your place. You will buy the pizza. You will buy the old styles. No, no, no. Scratch it. You'll buy the little bat blues. Yes. And we will sit and watch a Hawks game with you. Yeah. And and we'll record a pod there. You can be on the pod. Yeah. For a little bit. <laughs> I like little how we're bit. like, no. Dane, Dane, we're getting free beer We're going to do a background check on it first. That's yeah. true. Yeah. If it's like, it'll be shocking if it's we get it from like somebody we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right? I just realized, I think I know two of the number ones probably. I'm, Are, I'm one of them. Well, so there's four left. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to guess Nate Kazari for one of them, who will right, probably yeah. be a guest on our pod at some I'd, point. I'd booze with Nate Kazari. He's yeah. a, a ref in the U yeah, show. No, he, yeah. He's probably our most distinguished listener. Blake yeah. might be. Hornstein. No, because Hornstein <laughs> definitely listens to too much like oh, Colin Coward. No, no Hornstein, Hornstein it goes McAfee, Bill Simmons. <laughs> Colin Coward. Oh, God. No, Hornstein listens to too much weird. And we love you, Blake. We love you, Blake. We love you, Blake. I See, love you. We Blue. do. <laughs>
Oh, little JK. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe JK, maybe BMAC. I, I don't know. I feel like our friends don't actually listen to this. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, they like, listen to this is actually a mystery to yeah. us. Like, we have no idea no, who please. you are. There's no like, way. Legitimately, like, if, if we are your most listened to podcast, please send us a screenshot. And All it right. would be the sweetest thing if, like, just like we get a screenshot from like Leo's dad or Joey's dad, <laughs> and it's definitely not my dad. He does not listen. <laughs> I, well, I my would dad's not... still behind on the po- like. It's what he's like. He's probably in like early October right now because he'll like we'll be talking about hockey or whatever. He'll be like, "Oh, you guys were just talking about it on the pod." Like, and I, I don't remember what we talked about in like the season preview show. I'm like, do what parents, goes? Do parents not understand that uh, podcasts are like? kind of like new like yeah, it's, right. they're not <laughs> yeah. it's like so it's he's like, getting his hockey news like it's like four dad, weeks behind dad yeah. you don't have to listen to every episode yeah, it's to not get a netflix show. show yeah <laughs> but but i love him for listening thanks uh we're probably i wouldn't be shocked if we listened to one of the episodes in the car to detroit so like we'll, <laughs> you're, kill some, you're we'll gonna, catch up there you're gonna have to listen to yourself yeah, yeah, that no, that's sucks. Fun. uh but yeah, i uh, totally don't put it on the in the car when i'm with my dad well, that's different because your dad doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> yeah. but, and, and you also uh, love hearing yourself. Yeah, so this thing's going on long true. enough, so let's... Uh, let's wait, 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 wait. Dane. Dane Socials. Oh, I just peaked. That's so unprofessional of me. I'm so sorry. Dane uh, Socials. Moves at the BL on Twitter and Moves at the Blue Line on Instagram. Facebook's in the works. <laughs> and share those pages. Get your friends to follow. Yeah, please. This share. is a call to action. We could also see our share numbers on the Spotify rap, yeah, and, and they were they were down. Yeah, we need you. We need more from you. Yeah, we we expect more. We from need you. you now. It's a quarter after one. And I need you now. All righty. Well, wait wait, 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 wait. What's the quote that Herb Brooks says to um, the goalie, um, Jim Craig, uh, the goaler? The I'll look up a sad TikTok. We'll talk All about right. it next episode. God dang, that's such a cliffhanger. Well. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for putting up with us. We will be back again next week to talk about Cold Steel on Ice and everything else in between. For Dirty Dane, for Jolly Joey, I'm Leo. This was Moves at the Blue Line. We'll catch you next week. Bye. All my friends got good paying jobs. New families and dogs. House payments on a spot. With a river view, I'm stuck. Fighting with my landlord. Asking me to pay more. This just ain't the look I want. It's time. The pressure's on hot. Show us what you got. The pity party's over now.
give a f I'm not eating this tuna, okay? Shut up!